0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: Shall we begin?
2: Everything I try to do, people turn against me. I'm a hundred feet tall.
0: These people are nice. Here they are. The Rebel Alliance. New Gen Royce. We have a song to sing. Do
2: so you want to talk about what happened?
0: BFM 89.9, you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin. Three people who would never have made it at ATN, (laughs) more (laughs) likely than not. And uh, today we are reviewing, kind of very excitedly, but also quite sadly, the final season of Succession, season four. I kind of can't believe that it's
2: ended i mean we've literally just finished watching the final episode so we're all a little bit shell-shocked still Mm. but no spoilers so um i will say though that there are very few shows that manage to land not just the perfect final episode, but the perfect last season. And this entire season, this journey has been so perfect. I've been avidly watching every week. Every episode has hit such highs. Um, I'm still processing what happened in the finale, but I loved it so much. I don't think I've been that stressed
1: during the final episode, like like final three episodes that I was for Succession season four, right? Um, And I don't think you can talk about the last season without talking about the whole show because it's so consistent and the pacing is so good. And I think my favorite thing about Succession is how throughout the four amazing, amazing seasons, they made you actually believe that the stakes are super high when they're actually extremely low. Because no matter (laughs) how, how you spin this, no matter how you spin this problem, these are extremely wealthy people. So even when they lose, they win. Bunch and of rich people
0: win.
2: who are just not as rich as they want to be, but still quite rich.
0: It's not even about wealth, right? It's about power. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they're chasing power. They're not necessarily chasing more money. Other mm-hmm. people are chasing their money. They are chasing their father's wealth, essentially, and, and stature and, and all these different things. Um, I I think it's... Yeah, I agree that it's hard to talk about Succession Season 4 as separate from the rest. I think it's also a little bit hard to talk about because it's fresh and there is a part of me that wants to say and I will say, I might walk it back, I don't know, but I think that sometimes when we talk about TV shows and we talk about shows that we know other people haven't necessarily watched, things like Breaking Bad in which there are six seasons and I know it's a big ask and then after that you have more seasons of Better Call Saul. Like I get it, it's a big ask to ask somebody, hey, you're going to have to watch like 100 episodes to get to this awesome finale, but it's worth it. With Succession, I feel pretty strongly that the the resolution and the building of the story and the tragedy, and you can call it a tragedy early on because the structure is all there, you can tell. Um, The building of the story and the tragedy of Succession is worth getting there from the beginning if you haven't begun. Like I would say it's worth watching it from the beginning, not skipping, um, you know, kind of doing what you need to do to get to the final season because this final season is exceptional, exemplary television.
2: Um, Irene, you use the word consistent and I think that's a, it may not be the sexiest word, but actually I think it's such an important word when For it comes TV. to, with TV and with succession, it's so brilliant, right? If you've watched the show from season one, um, you recognise things that happen to characters in season one that affects how they've now turned out in season four. Um, there's a consistency of growth, there's a consistency of behaviour, even in terms of timeline and the things that happen in the story, it's not so much about being an insider and being able to say, hey, remember when something happened? It's not that. I think that following along on this journey is as important as knowing what happens in the end. Succession is that kind of show, um, and it's so worth investing that time in it.
1: No, but you said, you know, um, it's not, it's not Sexy, right? I don't think there's anything sexy about this show. Uh, the same way Game of Thrones was, or the same way The Last of Us is. There's nothing. You can't sell this show to someone who has no idea or no clue about what the show is because it's a very boring premise. Uh, they're dealing with very boring, like mundane, monotonous things. It's all about character. So it, I, I don't know. I feel like when you when you pitch this show, it has to be sort of like technical and film nerdy, and you know, you have to use words like. Pacing and it's a, it's a masterclass in in storytelling. Character study, character study. Writing, character study. Um, it is a very intellectual show, and it's not to you know sound like film bro or anything, but it is a very very smart, clever, well done, fleshed out, intellectual show that requires also a lot of patience. I think um, I don't think you can binge Succession. I think it needs a lot of time for you to for it to sink in.
0: That and um, to film. Sis it <laughs> <laughs> to, to keep it going. I guess um, I, I think my fear um, in calling it an intellectual show, even though it really, really is, it's very smart, um, is that it doesn't encompass the fact that it's emotionally satisfying, and I think that's important to say. And emotionally satisfying here does not necessarily mean that you get a happy ending, because there was no real way for a happy ending in succession. I think in general, because they're all horrible, because the thing they're fighting for is nonsense, because the whole situation is, is just horrid, right? We we say this over and over again. They're very bad people. Um, because of that, what is a happy ending, right? Like, what would it actually look like? But the show landed on an ending and a final season that was correct for the story and the characters. And I think that correctness is a satisfying thing, even if whatever or whoever you were rooting for didn't pan out. So the emotional resonance of this
2: show, actually, when you think about it in isolation, is kind of crazy because none of these people are likable. Sometimes you hate them. They're they are frankly... Or most of the time, quite despicable people with too much power and too much money, right? And yet, and yet, you know that while hating them, there are episodes, and, and you know, the last season is such a great example of this. There are episodes when you look at them and you think, oh, you know, I can't imagine what it must be like going through something like this. Or you identify with um, whatever, grief or loss or um, self-esteem or um, uh, the, the the kind of, the feeling of something that you used to feel when you were a kid and then when you're grown up, you don't know quite trauma, I suppose, right? Um, and you empathize with them. These people don't even really deserve your empathy and yet they manage to get it. It's so clever the way the show manages to do that.
1: And I hate when that happens. Yeah. Like yeah. Every, yeah, yeah. every time I start to empathize or feel bad for one of them, I kind of have a like an internal conflict. Like, why am I feeling bad <laughs> for these horrible rotten, spoiled, extremely greedy characters. Um, but then you get like Kieran Kalkin, who in this season was operating on just some other level, uh, you know, the guy. Um, and he he shows you like sides of him where he's experiencing pain or trauma or, or loss or grief, something. In his penthouse. Feel,
0: in in, his, <laughs> in penthouse, his penthouse. Many in his, scenes of that in his penthouse. Yeah
1: ridiculously big 99.9% of the population will never know what that's like that sort of a penthouse. And you're like, oh, look at that look at this guy you You know
0: know, you know what's the worst part is that the show of course knows exactly what it's doing because you're really in the hands of people who are skilled and so even as you are empathising and sympathising with them you know the show is going to mess you up you know that in the next scene they're going to do something horrible like step on a homeless person's face or something and then you're like (laughs) okay I I don't understand why I cared about you at all Um, I, I think also what I don't think many shows or films manage to get at the heart of show don't tell. And the interesting thing with succession is the way that it plays with what people know. Because, of course, sometimes the audience knows more than the characters know, because we're privy to conversations that the others are not in the midst of their scheming. But there are also moments in which the audience is taken by surprise in a way that we don't expect, right? Where we didn't know that those people had been thinking that way, feeling that way. And I think the way in which the show plays with that tension of sometimes you know a lot and sometimes you know very little. Sometimes I've shown you everything things sometimes not um, really mirrors the I guess what it feels like in real life but also gets at the tension of the nonsense uh, the board meetings the whatnot so season four is all about the tension
2: really I mean from about two-thirds one-third of the way into the into the season every episode starts feeling like you can't You simultaneously have a worst-case scenario in your head. You kind of know what you don't want to happen, but you're pretty sure the show is going to do it anyway. Um, Every episode was so well handled. I I, I sort of had to sit up and and, and lean towards the TV for so many episodes. Um, And keeping that pacing consistent throughout this episode and for the actors to be able to deliver actually exactly what you're saying, Lin, to show us vulnerability but also not give us too much that we start thinking ahead to what might happen next. Mm. It's such a fine tightrope. Also to do all
1: that without a villain. Like even if you think of mm. other HBO shows, right? Like uh, they're so good. They have a signature style of making you like the most hateable people on TV. But even then like Game of Thrones and Last of Us, Euphoria, uh, Sopranos, there's always a bad guy. There's always like an, an antagonist that even the the dirty rotten people have to, have to rally against. <laughs> Succession has no villain, um, it has no bad guy and still they manage to create that tension and that those character arcs and character development. It's, it's an amazing show. What an amazing four seasons, like honestly.
0: It's because also they're all the bad guys, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. at different yeah. times, they're, they're both the heroes and the villains, which is really something. We're talking today in very general terms about Succession Season 4. It's final season. It is done um, and we're trying very hard not to spoil. Let us know if you've watched it already um, or if we are in the midst of convincing you that you should watch Succession. Uh, you can in WhatsApp 018-789-8899 And of course tweet us At BFM Radio Books, figurines, movies
2: BFM 89.9 The Business Station
0: We wanted to do something together This is not about getting back at dab But If it hurts him it doesn't bother me I mean it's a tight rope walk On a straight razor 500 foot reputational drop
1: Why is that making you smile? That shouldn't make you smile. Who likes tightrope walking a straight razor?
0: You cannot win. Your dad will wash you away.
2: This is a chessboard.
1: Are you tanking the deal?
2: And every move is crucial. Like Israel, Palestine, Greg, but harder and much more important.
0: BFM 89.9, you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin. And uh, together we're talking about the just, Truly horrendous behavior on Succession season four, which we're all agreed is one of the best seasons of television. It's an excellent show. Um, I, okay. Before we get to the performances, because there's a lot, a lot, a lot to say about this season's performances, I wanted to talk about the writing. um, Because we heard some of it in there. And I think it takes a special sort of skill to be able to write the dialogue of succession, which is sharp and hurtful, and they talk over one another, and it feels real. And yet, like, you can't believe that a bro like Kendall exists in this world, but you know they do. It's amazing.
2: I love the way people speak in the show. Um, Even Kendall, especially, especially Kendall sometimes. Kendall because, especially Kendall, because simultaneously you want to laugh your head off at him uh, but at the same time you wonder is this how they might actually, is this how people like him speak? Yes, and then they run the world. Yes, like mm. is, is and you know, and then with, with Twitter, Twitter leaks and all recently, maybe it might be true this is how they speak. Uh, but there's such an air of unrealness about the way these people speak and operate but at the same time, over all that sense of the show really knowing where it's going like writing is also about having a larger sense of the story right we start at one place we know where we're taking this now that we've come to the end I look back and I realize it was so sharp and strong they knew where they were taking the story so I think it's always
1: fun when you have those like dialogue heavy scenes and you have a bunch of characters going after one another and and just talking over each other and then you get one sort of like a, a normie that's in the middle of the mix <laughs> who doesn't understand any of what they are saying. Um, and I love that. So he's, he's like a cipher for us, right? He or she's a cipher for us. And they're just like, what are we talking about? Because words like war and nuclear and battle are being thrown around. And they're like, are we still talking about a board meeting? Or what is this? No, like, and all the euphemisms
2: is- they use, right? Like half the time, it yeah. makes no sense what they're talking about.
1: Yeah. I love that.
0: <laughs> so at this point, we have to talk about the people delivering the dialogue because the writing is amazing. The direction is great. Um, I really love the handheld cameras, the swirling mm. movements, the kind of disorienting way in which episodes are are shot and the moments that they choose to do really long takes. Um, anyway, it's just a very well-directed show. But I think if we don't talk about the acting and if we don't spend like like the next eight minutes talking about acting, we will regret it because the performances this season are just really something else. You mentioned Kieran Culkin operating on a whole other level. Uh, Sarah Snook to me, I keep saying queen. I just, watching her is just, oh, it's so good. Um, and then the people who have always been good have always been good. Um
2: Okay, Brian Cox is amazing, right, as Logan Roy. We've said this in the previous season's uh, reviews, but I think the show was really bold and took a risk by kind of putting him in the backseat for um, a lot of the season, which allowed the other characters to develop and shine and the actors to kind of just knock it out of the park in very specific ways and, and... Oh, my God. Um, Sarah Snook and Kieran Culkin really were, maybe because we haven't seen them go to this levels before. um, But I loved Kieran Culkin so much in this season. I thought Sarah Snook, you know, it's a tough role to play because she's the unlikable woman. But she's the unlikable woman in a tough circumstance. And you want to root for her. At the same time, you also recognize she's really no better than anybody else around her. Um, Such a great performance.
1: She, Her character is horrible. Like, she's, uh, she's a horrible, horrible person at the core. But then you get someone like that, and then you get someone like a Kiran Kalkin to ping-pong with her, and then you realize, like, this guy's even worse. Like, <laughs> at the, you know, in, inside, right, the way he thinks, like, his psychology, and, and everything, his outlook on, on everyone and everything. Um, just to expand on him a little bit, every time I watch an episode, and I think, like, that's the best that he can get as an actor, Kiran Kalkin, The next episode comes along and you're like oh wow yeah this guy is just going for it like either he either he's like gunning for some award somewhere which he should win by the way i think he should be nominated of all the cast um but yeah if if there was like upwards trajectory in this show from season one episode one to the final episode in this season i think him as an actor would be like the upwards It's incredible like what he does in this season
0: You know what's frightening also Is that uh, midway through the season I found myself debating things like Is Roman the kindest person on Succession? (laughs) And frighteningly he probably is He's the softest, kindest person That's kindness in this world Yeah, it's a low, low, low bar And yet when Mm -hmm. he clears it You're like, go you (laughs) <laughs> you, you you get better, young one. <laughs> you know you live your life, and so yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. So there are some very very big events in this season. Um, some of which we just will not be speaking about at all. Others of which we can say because um, where we left off in season three was that the deal with a invading Swedish person (laughs) in the form of (laughs) a very, very good and very scuzzy Alexander Skarsgård. Very good. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so that deal is on the verge of going through. So there are some really big movements uh, when it comes to that. The whole season really focuses on that. There's also an election. Um, There are also a lot of very specific family traumas that come up. And I think, It's not overstating to say this is the most stressful season, which is saying something for a show that began with a patriarch in a state of crisis, like a health, major, major health crisis. It's stressful because this season makes it very clear
2: why... These sorts of people and what they might do and behave is actually important. That it has real-world ramifications, right? That someone fighting with their wife yes could change the course of history yes. Um, and this season yeah. actually makes it clear in a way that makes you feel kind of gross about the world and sad and 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 yeah, it's it's not actually easy. There's there's a cup there there. You mentioned an election. I'll just say the election episode oh. will. Maybe change mm. the way you think about the world, media, politics. Um, and there's a lot there. And then they contrast it with, to go back to the acting. Um, You know, my favourite scenes actually this whole season is when they show you that these people who are now these despicable adults came from being very broken children. And they do such a good job in showing glimmers of that. And the actors do such a good job in showing us the real family moments between them. The the sort of push and pull between these huge events and these small family moments is probably one of the best things about this season for me. Would
1: that be like your... If, if you had to give like a one-line intellectual summary based on the entire show, like seasons one to four, right? Like, would that be it? Because mine would be children who are emotionally constipated and abused, but don't know it because of how insanely wealthy they are. So they're like, are we just extremely lucky or extremely unlucky? And that's not even a spoiler. that They show us that in the first season, like the pilot of season one. Um, and then they flesh it out across like four seasons. So... Would that be, is that like a apt description of the
2: show? I think yours is. I think for me, what I would say is is really about how um, having too much power and wealth takes away your
0: humanity. And then that impacts everybody mm. around you. Uh, minus spoiled children you don't want to empathize with, treating the world as their sandbox. Mm. And, and pulling each other's hair yeah. and, and, you know, just kind of torturing each other and the people around them. And then everybody gets sucked into it. And then you as an audience, despite yourself, laugh and cry.
2: Yes. Because you recognise actually you are powerless in this world. Oh, that got bleak.
0: No, but it's good. That's what the show does. Guys, watch That's it. That's what the show does. Guys, watch it. I, we keep saying this. We I, I know that we're broken records on this, but it's over now and you're just going to keep hearing us say this until you watch it. Succession's very good. Um, let us know, have you watched it yet? Do you plan to? If you've watched it and you want to process your feelings, we're here. Uh, You can WhatsApp 18 789 Tweet us at BFM Radio and write to us movies at bfm.my You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9 The Business Station For more stories of the same kind download the BFM
1: app